0: God told Solomon that the temple would permit his people not to live in thick darkness, which means gloom. There's a lot of gloom today. And God told Solomon, I don't want you living this way. God does not want us living in fear and gloom and anxiety. That's not his intention for us. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible, and as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode. Now. Welcome, Barry Borthissel. Hello, Barry Borthissel here again. Welcome to week three of our series on why a pandemic and how to handle them. We'll recall that uh, podcast number one, we talked with the history of pandemics and how I have studied 15 in the last 2,000 years and every one lasted at least a year and sometimes up to three years, and they're suggesting that could happen again. Then uh, podcast number two, what does the Bible teach about pestilence or a plague? And I know you'll be interested in that one. Also, I refer you to our webpage, which has all of the notes of all the seven podcasts. And the reason that I'm doing this is that I discovered uh, through research that when a person hears a sermon or a speech of any kind, within about one hour, they forget about 70% of what they've heard. So I encourage you to get the notes, print them out or do whatever you want with them so that you can do your own personal study. And that makes it a lot more powerful with application to your own life. So week number three, if you happen to be looking at the notes on the webpage, I call this a fascinating story. Now, you're going to have to hear week three and four together, so be patient with me, because what I have to say here, some of you probably have never heard before. I hadn't understood it until I got into the study of it, but we're going to look at the life of King Solomon. Now, you're going to say, so Barry, what's that got to do with the pandemic? Well, it's got a lot to do with uh, pan, uh, with a pandemic. And um, week number four, we're going to see how God reveals to us through Solomon how to react to a pandemic. Very, very amazing. So today, this will be about God speaking to King Solomon and how this affects us today. Well, why King Solomon? Well, first of all, he was a man of wisdom. Uh, when God asked him what he wanted, he said, I want wisdom, and uh, we're going to have a, something on that in podcast number five, I believe. Solomon was worth, uh, if the research is correct, $2.2 trillion. <laughs> now, that's what the U.S. gave away in, in their first grant. Two point, Solomon himself was worth that. So he's a very rich man, uh, richest man that ever lived, and no doubt one of the wisest, if not the wisest man that e- ever lived. So, the Solomon story. After Solomon had completed the building of the temple, which took seven years, number seven is the number of completion in the Bible, it's mentioned over 735 times, and when you add in the word 70, it's actually 700, 777 times, 777, very, very interesting. And the scriptures are there for you to read the, the entire story. So why is this uh, uh, so important? Well, God told Solomon that, that the temple would permit his people not to live in thick darkness, which means gloom. There's a lot of gloom today, and and, Sol- and God told Solomon, "I don't want you living this way. God does not want us living in fear and gloom and anxiety. That's not His intention for us. But He does have some principles." So getting back to the temple, the temple was designed in three parts, so this is really fascinating. The courtyard, which was for the public only. Number two, the holy place, which was for the priests only. And the holies of holies, which was for the high priest only. The high priest could only enter the holies of holies once per year, which was called the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament. The word atonement is mentioned 130 times, and it means to cover over. Atonement in the New Testament is mentioned only one time, and it means reconciliation or divine blessing. Isn't that fascinating? Now, it is really interesting for us today that the Bible refers to our bodies as the temple, not the brick and mortar that Solomon built. And that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Corinthians 6. So again, God does not want us to live in gloom. Page two in your notes. As phenomenal as the Temple of Solomon was, which according to research would cost today between a half to three quarters of a billion dollars, Compared to your body as a temple, you are far more important to God. And this is really important to understand, particularly in a time of panic and pandemic, whatever word you want to use. Now get this, like Solomon's temple, our bodies are made up of three parts, the spirit, the soul, and the body. They all function together. Just like in Solomon's temple, all three parts function together. You can't take out one part and expect the other two to flow, it's not going to work. It is also interesting that the Trinity is made up of three parts. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They all work together. You can't take the Holy Spirit out and and so forth. So just a fascinating comparison as to who we are. Now, this is really amazing. Um, When you get the notes, I want you to go and stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself because you are an amazing temple. Absolutely amazing. The DNA in one cell in the human body holds the equivalent of roughly 800 books of information. A typical human body has about 100 trillion cells, each of which has a DNA strand that could be uncoiled to about three meters in length. Thus, if the DNA in one adult human were strung together, it would stretch from the earth to the sun and back about 70 times. This uh, was researched by Josh McDowell, who reminded us that in Jeremiah 29.11, we are told, remember, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. This is fantastic in my mind. In Solomon's temple, the high priest could only talk to God once per year. Since Jesus Christ is now our high priest, we can talk to him 724. And you can read that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. But I want to read to you from the Bible exactly about this concept of the temple as the, uh, the body. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, and I read it and the very god of peace we all want be sanctify you holy and i pray that your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the lord jesus christ so there it is about your body right in the words of scripture itself two more amazing facts jesus said that the solomon's temple would be destroyed to be replaced with our bodies, which are now the temple of God. That actually happened in 70 AD, and that is uh, John 2, 19 to 21. But here's the big one. However, although we do not have to make animal sacrifices, we are instructed to make New Testament sacrifices to please God, which are New Testament sacrifices in Hebrews chapter 13, 15 to 16. And I want to read those to you before I explain it. By him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That means all the time. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Now, apparently, 87% of North Americans believe in God. Some of them may have different gods than what a lot of us have, but that's the concept because people know there, most people know there's a higher power. However, how does this again relate to this pandemic that we're in? Well, this, this is, I think, uh, this is life-changing to me, and it has had a major impact on how I react to other people or how I react to situations. Not well all the time, but it certainly helped me. So the first sacrifice, and when 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 the Bible talks about a sacrifice, we all know what that means. We have to sacrifice to love others. We have to sacrifice food if we want to lose weight, whatever. So the first thing that we are told in this passage that I read, that we are to praise and thank God continually. That means all the time, even when we're in a pandemic, even when we got marriage problems, even when we got financial problems, we are to praise and thank God all the time. And we're going to deal with that subject in week number five on how to do that. So there's more coming. So we'll, we'll, we'll end there on that one. But number two, the word communication. Now, when I looked at this word, I thought, well, what does it mean? So communication is a way we please God. Well, the word communication comes from the Greek word kononia, which means sharing in common. The word koinonia is translated into seven, there's the number seven again, different English words in the New Testament. So I started studying this. I was amazed. For example, the word fellowship, 12 times is mentioned. The word communion is used four times. Communication is used five times. Distribution is used two times. Contribution is used one time. Partake is used 10 times. And partner is used three times. So I want to just explain this because when we're in a pandemic or any situation, we need other people. We first of all need God, obviously, because our body is a temple, but we need need other people. For example, you cannot turn on any kind of media today where you're not going to hear, we are in this together. We got to help one another. We need each other. And that's exactly what this means. So part of the pan- way to handle a pandemic and problem and any kind of problem is, first of all, to praise and thank God continually. That's a sacrifice. But so, is, so are these seven words that are also a sacrifice to God. So that when we step out and do these things with other people, it is a sacrifice to God. And God is, well, pleased. So the key point on page number three is you will notice that all seven words are directed at our ability to serve other people, and when your body, the temple of God, is functioning properly in all three areas, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you are in a position to serve others and please God Almighty. Now, I want to give you two stories that kind of illustrate this because I think it's very powerful. Remember 9-11. We saw a lot of people coming out of the Twin Towers, but we also saw a lot of people going into the Twin Towers. Now, those first responders, bless their hearts, they obviously had a duty and a feeling that they had to help other people. And and so that's what they did. And you could say it was uh, you know to partake in their problems, to help them and so forth. And that's what's happening today with the pandemic is that people have realized how much or how important it is for them to help other people. And we're seeing it all the time. And when you look again at these seven words, Every single one is committed to other people. There's not one in there that says, poor old me, or what about my problem, or what about me? It's all about other people, and the the consequence is that when we do that, we're actually pleasing God, and we are seeing this today in this pandemic situation like I have never seen it in my lifetime before, and it's obviously the story after story after story. We've all seen them. Some of them are tearjerkers, but they mean so lot when you reach out to other people. The other story that I want to mention is when you take the word uh, communication. Communication is one of the seven words that means sharing in common. One of the most moving stories I've ever heard in this area is the story of Corey Ten Boom. Some of you probably have heard of her. Many of you have. She was... Uh, involved in hiding Jewish people during the, the Nazi war of World War II. She was imprisoned along with her family uh, by the Nazis. And if I, if I get the story uh, correct, I think a guard killed her sister. i not sure exactly how that happened, but there was real oppression. Well, years later... She was in a a meeting in, I think it was somewhere, I'm not sure where it was, and she looked at the guard who harmed or maybe killed one of her family members, and she looked at him and she remembered him because of his eyes, and she went up to him and introduced herself and told her that, I remember you, and do you know what she did? She forgave him. Which, which is unbelievable. To many of us, we couldn't do that. But that's what it means when your body is working together and you're pleasing God, you want to reach out and help others. The end of the story with Corey, of course, that there was a book written, uh, The Hiding Place. Uh, there was a, a film. God used her in a massive way to reach people around the world. I do not believe that would have happened had she not done, made that decision when she did. So I hope that you found this interesting. Next week is really the big one when I'm gonna talk about how God went to King Solomon and he told him exactly how to react step by step in a pandemic. And it is very, very enlightening and very, very helpful. So I hope this has helped you today. And we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless. Thank you for joining us on Solomon's Porch. For notes from today's episode or to contact Barry, please go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's solomonsporchteaching.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.